Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Welcome to Postcast as the Jazz get blown out by the Celtics tonight and lose their second straight. This is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh... I have lots of thoughts of what I thought I got to see because I talked to myself for two hours and 20 minutes tonight mm-hmm. after a 50-minute fourth quarter. And Ron Boone was on TV, so I now for the first time get to see what Ron saw. What did you see? I saw the Boston Celtics just flat out kick the jazz butt. I mean, it was, it was like um, 78% in that first quarter, and they couldn't do any wrong. But what I really saw as we paid so much attention to Isaiah Thomas, was three players off the bench in Atlantic, Green, James Jones, Young rather, comes off the bench. And I think between the three, they were like 19 for 26 there from the field. And they're not very, well, Atlantic's okay. The other two aren't very good. So at some point you're just, that's a bummer. But uh, And the Gerald Green play really changed. So in the first half of the game, the Jazz aren't making shots that they usually make, and the Celtics are making everything. Is that because the Jazz were passive defensively and the Celtics more active, and so the Jazz were out of rhythm offensively, or was this just a make-or-miss league, or what were your thoughts there? Uh, my, my thought was was this, is that the, they were getting to the basket. You remember this morning a shoot-around, they were talking about stretching Isaiah Thomas out or the dribbler out to the point where they could not turn the corner and get to the basket. They ended up with 20 fast-break points in the first half. And Ended up with 28, I think, for the game. So it kind of worked there in the second half, except uh, the three-point shots was being knocked down there by those two guys that I just that I just mentioned, and Atlantic and and James Green. I mean, and uh, and Gerald Green. Um, the Jazz, for the most part, uh, was told this morning, you know, play that defense and don't foul. No, they didn't foul there in the first half. Didn't put the Celtics on the free throw line or anything like that, but they gave up a lot of uncontested jump shots, and and so uh, I'm sure that's what Quinn Snyder, from what I understand, was very upset with at the halftime. Uh, he thought they were playing a little soft, but he told them not to foul, you know. So I think <laughs> it's, it's funny how that works. Here was my here was my take, and I just think it's a terrible matchup. And, and yeah. if you start to look at who the Jazz have had really really bad defensive nights against, mm-hmm. it was against Memphis, who has a stretch five. It was against Boston twice now as a stretch five. And they're a stretch out. I mean, they play five out. Five out system, which most people don't run. It's, it's unique. Our whole defensive structure is we're taking that guard and we're making him drive into Rudy or Derek or a big man presence, and we're over-shifting the floor, and we're going to make you work out of that, and we're going to cover all the three-point shooters and get you off the three-point line, and we're going to make you take mid-range shots because you don't want to go and attack Rudy. And... It's great. We're the third best defense team in the league. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. The Achilles heel or of that defense is when someone can go five out. Because then you can't drive them in to your big because there's no big there because he's dealing with the guy out. And when you do drive in the big, then the big their big's wide open. And then Kelly Olenek goes three for five from three. And 
Al Horford hits a bunch of threes. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what we I, I saw there as well, and, and I totally agree with that stretch. The guy that's the five that plays farther away from the basket than he does underneath, and, and I think that was one of the reasons that, that, that Quinn Snyder was trying to uh, play Derek at center, uh, but, it, but it didn't work. Uh, he uh, he never did go to Trey Lyles at that position. That, that Maybe that's something he should experiment with uh, from time to time just to see if they can do it and get away with it and, and, and see if it works. But Well, he, did for, he went for Trey Lyles at the four, and the Celtics just went right at him defensively for four yeah. straight possessions with Al Horford, yeah. and that was, a, that was a disaster. Yeah, so it, 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 I totally agree with you, and Thurl Bailey agrees with you as well because he talked about the matchup was just not very good, you know, for the Jazz, and it's probably going to always get the Jazz problems. Right, here's the only thing that has me um, – actually, doesn't have me concerned because I think I've known this the whole year, but I think it's just been a stark reminder. So Boston's in the fourth year of this thing with Brad Stevens. Mm-hmm. And he's still under 500. Right. And they did the same thing we did. They won 20 their first game. They, they won 40 their second, and they made the playoffs because they're in the East. Mm-hmm. And then their third year, they won 47, which is about what we're going to win this year. And they lost in the first round – to Atlanta, and now this year they're better. They made some adjustments, and they're better. And they're learning how to win. They're winning a bunch of close games they didn't used to win and things like that. We're Toronto is our other example. They're in their like sixth year, but if you kind of go back and look at them, they lost in the first round. Like I think I've actually seen in the last two games more reminders of some of our guys' lack of knowledge of what it takes to win and how hard it is to win, whether it's just a minor play here or there. A recognition on a pick and roll that the other team just bumped a guy out and so you actually don't have the mismatch so you can't go one-on-one. Those little things, not fouling on an inbound the other night. And again tonight. And again tonight. Uh, It was irrelevant tonight. But those little things have been reminders to me of where we are in this process. You just don't go from non-playoff team to powerhouse in this league. It's a bitch to get through all this it's a total process uh it's a total process from a player standpoint and a total process from management standpoint putting the right players together putting the right players out there on the floor now we've discussed many many times that players sometimes don't understand what it takes to be good in this league now as a group do they understand what what it takes to be a good team in this league and how hard you have to work so uh, it's a it's a process and, and i know um uh, this team is good enough to make the playoffs. Uh, it, it, it's going to depend on how good are they, uh, to how deep they can get into into the playoffs. That is postcast tonight. Jazz get blown out by the Celtics. Thanks for tuning in. This is Locked On Jazz by the Locked On Podcast Network.